Welcome everyone to Greencast. This is a podcast that brings practicality to being sustainable. Presented to you by the Waukesha County Green Team. Your hosts are myself, Alec Lapoidevin. And me, Laura Lauks. Hi everybody, welcome to Greencast. I am so excited for this episode as a lover of coffee myself, and I'm sure many of you are as well. Um, we're talking about coffee and its social and environmental impact. So I found this super interesting. A lot of this stuff I had never even thought about. So I really hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Now a little bit about our guest here. Jessica Sheridan is the director of coffee at Stone Creek Coffee. Born and raised in Milwaukee, Jessica is proud to have both her degrees from a local university as well as to work for a local coffee company that is focused on social and environmental responsibility. When Jessica isn't working, she enjoys spending time with her family, writing, being outdoors, cooking, and gardening. I've been a fan of Stone Creek for all many, many years. Um, I've been getting the your iced vanilla lattes. They're like my favorite in the whole Milwaukee area. So I'm really excited to talk to you about coffee in general and sustainability and how those two fields mix. So thanks for joining me, Jessica. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Laura. So let's start with just a, an overview of Stone Creek Coffee. So where are you located and where do you operate? So we're a local business that started in 1993 and is located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have 11 retail locations in the southeastern Wisconsin area and over 200 wholesale customers. Um, our headquarters, which we call our factory location, are located near the Intermodal Station downtown, which is a pretty cool spot to be by. Yeah. Yeah, and you do have a couple of stores in Waukesha County, right? I know there's one in Delafield. Um, yes, there is. We have Delafield and Oconomowoc and the Lake Country area. Okay. All right. So you said your your headquarters are downtown Milwaukee. So is that where you roast coffee or is that just the headquarters for the retail? That's correct. So it's where we roast the coffee. It's also where we store the green coffee, where we sample green coffee, where we educate our employees and where our bakery operates out of. So the bakery that is offered in all of our cafes is actually baked at one central location, which is also where all of the beans are roasted. Wow. So that is, that's really a local business. Everything happens in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's really awesome. And it's really cool to see everything in one place. It's a really unique building um, that was designed by Barnum and Root before the 1900s. Barnum and Root um, if you're not aware, was a famous architectural firm based in Chicago. In Chicago, they built buildings such as um, the Masonry and the Rookery Building. Um, so just to give you an example, um, the factory's architecture is pretty unique, and it's actually built with Cream City brick and was originally built as a soap factory. Oh, that's awesome. Know a little bit about the history of the building as well. Uh yeah, we We've, we've been able to learn a lot about the history, and I think that that's something that um, is special for us since we are a local business, that we're able to have this generational tie um, to Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. What, so what part of the process are you involved in? So I am the director of coffee. Um, my role includes things like sourcing green coffee, deciding how our roasted coffee is going to be profiled and roasted. Um, recipe development for things such as drinks in our line, 
And I'm also um, involved with environmental and social responsibility projects that we have going on with our company right now. Wow, that's that's a lot to handle. That sounds like, you know, the whole enterprise of coffee. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a very all-encompassing role. Um, I'm sure I forgot some things, but I think that that's that's what makes it such a a great role is that I'm not just looking at something from one point of view. I'm trying to really see things more holistically and sometimes from a different perspective um, than I normally would. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been in that role? I've been in this particular role for two years and I started at Stone Creek six years ago. Oh, wow. So you've, you've probably seen quite a bit of change while you've been there. Yeah, I really definitely have. Um, And I think that it's really cool to see the changes that we've made and that we're currently making in light of the topic of what we'll be talking about today, too, which is sustainability in coffee. Um, And I think that my role alone is a really cool example about how coffee as a in industry can really offer people something such as financial stability and sustainability as well. Um, Even if that means something like offering someone a job that is a career. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that. The, the sustainability overlap with this. So in, in the world of Stone Creek coffee, how does environmental and social responsibility interact with your business. And you mentioned financial and we'll get into that a little bit too, but um, first the environmental and social part. Right. So the ethos of our company is Jiri, which is the concept of social responsibility that's actually taken from the Japanese samurai code of honor, the Bushido. Um, So our our business model is built around this concept that everyone is socially responsible to one another and where they live. Um, So that means not only are we socially responsible to one another, but we're also socially responsible to the environment that we live in. Um, And not only the environment that we live in, but the environments that the products we use touch. Um, So it, 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 again, is another holistic approach to doing business. Um, we use our mission statement to never stop learning and create remarkable care in all aspects of business in order to continue to push us forward and grow in our pursuit of environmental and social responsibility. And so with that in mind, we're determined to use our business as a force for good. Wow. So it started out of a Japanese tradition? Um, like where, where did that come from? Where did, where did that, you know, first come into contact with the business model? So that first came into contact with the business model when our founder, Eric Resch, started the company. Um, we are DBA Stone Creek Coffee, but the greater structure that we operate under is actually called Jiri. Um, and I think that that speaks volumes to how important this concept is for Stone Creek. Um, from the beginning. So it's not something that we've just decided to start caring about. It's something that's really ingrained in our identity as a company. And I think also, very critically, all the individuals who are involved in the company feel called to be socially responsible. And that's what makes it such a dynamic workplace. Yeah, that is so cool to have a company that is actually founded on that responsibility. In that 
that business model, what does social responsibility mean to you in how it applies to everything that you do there? It's hard to answer that question um, and not think about all of the different things that we need to be socially responsible for. I think that socially responsible can be such a vague term when we read it sometimes and we don't often appreciate how much work actually goes into being socially responsible. Um, We've created what we call a farm to cup model. And our farm to cup model encourages purchasing coffees directly from farmers. So for us, this farm to cup model is where our social responsibility begins. So we're being socially responsible from the beginning, from before the time that we purchase the beans. We're ensuring that the partnerships that we've created are sustainable ones and are with people that have the same kind of mission as us. Um, So we do vet all of our, um, not only the people that we purchase coffee from, but also our other suppliers. So whether you're someone that we're purchasing cups from, um, someone that we're purchasing ingredients for from our kitchen, it's important to us that we are socially responsible by also being responsible about the relationships that we have. Um, So whether that's ensuring that we're paying farmers fair wages, or that we are buying cups that are part of the sustainable forestry initiative. Um, We're always looking for more ways to be socially responsible. Um, In many ways, I feel like I could just go on and on about the different ways that we're working towards social responsibility. But ultimately, um, we aim to be socially responsible by ensuring that the actions we take are being caring of the people that are around us. And that's where that remarkable care comes into play. Um, so remarkable care is another tenant of our company. Um, we, we're coffee geeks who never stop learning and create remarkable care is our motto. So we always want to make sure that everyone is being treated fairly and not only fairly, but being properly celebrated, etc. cetera. Um, and that, that also starts with things such as um, economic stability, economic sustainability, environmental sustainability, and so much more. Yeah. Could you give a couple more examples of um, the social responsibility and how that plays out? Yeah, definitely. Um, So by working directly with farmers, exporters, and importers, for instance, we're not only able to um, capture information about sustainability on the farm and mill, but we're also able to become part of the conversation of how we might make the whole supply chain more sustainable. So we all learn from one another in a really dynamic way that wouldn't be possible without direct relationships. So um, from reusing water on farms to upcycling the grain pro bags that the green beans are delivered in or ensuring that there's health care for the people who pick the coffee beans that we're purchasing. It's the partnership that's formed through direct relationships that allow members of our supply chain to make meaningful connections and in turn impacts. And, and really um, our social impact is largely formed in these ways. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, within the sustainable business community, we, we've we known that our carbon footprint is generally not directly created by us, but created by our suppliers. The supply chain is really responsible for 
over half of the carbon carbon output that comes from our product. So directly involving the supply chain is really, really important. So that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool that you've been able to, you know, start those relationships and and work with your suppliers on that. Do you find that they are generally pretty receptive to that? Like how does that relationship work? They're extremely receptive. Um, I've actually recently completed a project that I had to work with all of our contracted long-term partners to have them fill out questionnaires with me about their particular projects. So the questions ranged anywhere from um, whether or not they have on-site health care and child care to things like what kind of fertilizers they're using, if any. Um, I didn't have a problem getting responses from anyone. Um, most people were extremely happy to share the things that they're working on because everyone in many ways is working on different ways to be sustainable. Um, so again, like I mentioned earlier, it's really important to have this kind of communication with other people in order to learn. Yeah, that's fascinating. And so do you use those, um, those questionnaires to help bring education and resources back to them? Or is this a way to rate your suppliers? What happens with that information once you get it? A lot of things and all of the above, really. Um, so one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to take on this particular project was because we wanted to find different ways that we could work with our partners at Origin to help their local communities. Um, so we wanted to be able to find ways that we could invest in our partners in ways that go beyond what they're doing on the farm. Um, so ways that would impact their lives. So a few years ago, for instance, the owner of our company um, and his wife, who are, who's also an owner, um, donated a well to the partner that we work with in Burundi. And that well is able to provide water for the people who farm the coffee that we purchase. We were able to realize that that initiative was necessary because we had been in conversation with them about their needs. Yeah, so not everyone's needs are always necessarily going to be monetary. So we've been trying to find different ways that we can help people based on what they require. So whether that's going to be money so that they could build a well, if it's going to be um, books so that they can share them with the school that they have on site. There's a lot of different ways that we can have a social impact um, without being where the coffee comes from. And that was one of the reasons why we decided to undertake the questionnaires. But another reason is because as we pursue B Corp certification, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, it, it is important that we're aware of our supply chain and how our supply chain operates. Because not only are we responsible for ourselves and how we operate as a business, also we're, we're also responsible for the actions of the people that we work with indirectly. So we want to make sure that the people we're working with have the same kind of goals in mind. So for instance, some of the questions on the questionnaire, we're asking about farming practices. So things like, do you recycle your water? Do you ensure that your employees are paid a living wage? Um, these are things that we would expect to be asked of ourselves um, and things that 
we care about. So we want to make sure that the people we're partnering with, whether they're here or abroad, are also on the same page as us. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. And it's really eye-opening to hear the transparency in your supply chain because where where I've been hearing, I'm in the manufacturing industry, but you know, through this podcast, I've also been having conversations with you know, the fashion industry and plastics and food and all the other sort of areas. And I've been hearing that not a lot of people actually know what's going on in their supply chain. And the first step is just yeah. to figure out what's happening. So it sounds like you guys have a a really big, you know, step ahead and leap ahead of just, first of all, understanding what's going on, but then also putting that social responsibility into practice and really, you know, helping where it's needed and not necessarily like dominating your views on everybody else, but helping everybody to, you know, become more responsible. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and it's really something that we've had to work towards. So we've really spent the past six years making sure that we understand our supply chain and that it is transparent. So along the way, we've had to choose to end certain partnerships if that transparency isn't offered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a red flag if someone isn't able to provide us with transparency and isn't willing to do the work to do so. Um, so we've really made it our job um, to find relationships and partnerships, whether it's the people we purchase our beans from or the people we purchase our paper and pack from that, um, again, have the same things in mind as us. So you you mentioned briefly um, B Corp certification, and we heard about this a little bit from um, Lisa Kiesenbauer. She kind of explained how it works, but um, how are you pursuing that at Stone Creek Coffee? As I mentioned earlier, something that is important to us is to continuously pursue knowledge. So we've ingrained the need to never stop learning within our company culture. And it's something that we encourage of our partners, of our customers, and our community at large as well. So right now, we're currently going through the process of working towards B Corp certification. Um, And I guess for those who don't know, it's a certification that demonstrates a business balances purpose and profit and uses their company as a force for good. So though we have been using our business as a force for good since day one, we're continuing to work towards becoming more sustainable and partaking in the learning and action that is required to do so. Um, Because we really do genuinely believe that we're never at the final destination with learning. Uh, You know, you never arrive you're always traveling. Um, So we're in that process of always traveling towards being better. And that's exactly what B Corp does. It really encourages businesses to continue to strive to make themselves better and more sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I heard about the certification, it's, it's pretty intense. It's, you know, years in the documentation and gathering information, but it's, it can be dual parts, um, well, first of all, you've been doing this already. So it's kind of a showing everybody that this is what you've been doing and you've already been participating, but um, also a way to, like you were saying, show other ways that you could improve the business, um, you know, never stop learning. So it can, 
it can really push in multiple areas too. Yeah, I'm just, I've definitely been looking forward to seeing where the certification will take us in terms of how it helps us be more sustainable. Um, There's so much information out there, especially in the day and age of technology and the information highway. Um, So it's really helpful to have all of this information crystallized in the B impact assessment, Mm -hmm. which actually assesses specific areas. Um, So they assess a business's governance, workers, community, environment, and customers. Um, So those five categories are pretty large buckets. Within those five categories, B Corp does a really great job of ensuring that you're truly performing to your best ability um, with all of the things that you need to be a more socially and environmentally responsible business. And they're not necessarily things that you would think of off the top of your head. So really, in a way, the B Impact Assessment can be a guide for a business to become sustainable, which in itself is really awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it can give you opportunities and options. And I'm sure it can also serve as kind of a benchmark too. Yeah, so um, it's it's really essential to benchmark yourself within your industry, whether it's talking about employee attrition rates or how much energy you're using. Because without those benchmarks set, you're not able to make progress and track it. So that's something that I've really appreciated from the B Impact Assessment is that it's encouraging us to track things that maybe we hadn't been before. And since we are tracking those things now, we're going to be able to make improvements on them. And the only way that any of us can become better is by acting. Um, and, And benchmarks allow us to take action. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't improve what you can't measure. And yeah, I found that where I work as well is you got to have the data first because then you need you then you know where you need to go from there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's really exciting and I'm really excited to see where you go from here um and what that assessment looks like, but let's move into financial sustainability. You mentioned um a little bit ago about making sure that you're also financially responsible. So what does that mean for Stone Creek Coffee? To be really vague to start, without financial sustainability, there really is no business. Mm -hmm. Um, So without a business, we can't be socially responsible. So that being said, financial sustainability really is a crucial aspect of our mission because our purpose and profit really are tied hand in hand with one another. So we can't act on our purpose if we don't have the profit to keep our doors open and pay our employees. Um, But that being said, paying our employees and taking care of our employees and our customers is something that we feel comes first. Um, So for instance, during the COVID-19 shutdown, we were able to pay our employees, all of our employees, for the first two months of the shutdown until they were able to go back to work. Um, So they didn't need to collect unemployment because we kept all of them on our payroll. So again, financial sustainability isn't just for our business. It's also for the people who are a part of our business, whether that's the people who work at Stone Creek or the partners that we have relationships with. And that's something that I feel as a business is really special. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. How does does this translate into your supply chain as well? Yeah, so it definitely translates into our supply chain, and ultimately it, it relates back to our farm to cup model. So a part of our farm to cup model is to ensure that the farmers, the pickers, the millers, and the other people who put their hands on our green coffee are properly compensated. And for instance, that's one of the questions that I asked in the questionnaire I was talking about earlier, because really we want to ensure that um, financial responsibility is from the ground up and top down. It goes in both directions. And in order to be a sustainable company, we need to be financially responsible and sustainable to our partners. Now, I also wanted to ask, because this... um, this is such a cool system, like the the supply chain transparency and the B Corp and everything else. Is this an industry standard? Like do all most most or all of coffee roasters have this type of supply chain transparency? Or is this unique to Stone Creek? Other specialty coffee roasters definitely have similar farm to cup type models where they want to try to ensure some type of traceability but they haven't necessarily gone to the same lengths. That's not to say that Mm -hmm. there aren't some that have, um, but we are really trying to pioneer this kind of work alongside the other people who are pushing towards more transparency in the supply chain. This is something that is continuously gaining popularity in the coffee industry. Um, So it's something that is really exciting to be a part of. But in general, this work has really just begun, and I I really do look forward to seeing how much more transparent the supply chain becomes in the next 10 years, and also very interested in seeing how the transparency we promote in the coffee supply chain could be a model for other areas of business. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that too, and I I have seen that the supply chain transparency tends to be slightly better in the coffee industry in general, just because of, you know, you want to, a lot of people look for the, you know, single, single farm or, you know, right. Farm to cup model or things like that. But it does sound like you guys are really incorporating it into more than just the, you know, organic certification or, you know, the one, one off type things that other companies are looking for. B Corp certification is also a very um, untapped market in the coffee industry. So there are very few coffee companies that are B Corp certified. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For good reason. It seems to be a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is, but it's well worth it. All right. So wrapping up here, what can listeners do with the information that they've learned here? How can we incorporate this into our lives? I think that this kind of information helps us make better informed decisions about the products that we purchase and the implications that those products have. Um, So an informed purchase is a smart one. Um, So if you're informed about where your goods are coming from and you feel good about the work that a company is doing, that's a purchase that you can feel good about making. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree with that, where more information is better. And, you know, the transparency of companies is really, really the way that we can vote with our dollars. So thank you for pursuing that. 
They say put your money where your mouth is, so it's important to do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I really appreciate the time that we spent talking about this today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Laura. Make sure to check out Greencast on Facebook, where we post the most up-to-date information, release episodes, provide a lot more resources about things you heard on the show, and have conversations about episodes and sustainability in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and beyond. Also, if you're interested in the Waukesha County Green Team, please check out our website and Facebook page and come to one of our board meetings. They're always open to the public. Greencast is produced through the Waukesha County Green Team by Alec Lapoitevin and Laura Laux, with help from Stacey Balsley. Our theme music is by Dan Krill and Emma Kopel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sustainability starts with all of us.